Welcome back to the True Diamond VVS podcast. Uh, I'm your host, your boy Germs, and we got a very special guest today. He, he goes by Justin Park, official. You know who he is. Um, he is an, uh, an R&B singer and songwriter from uh, from the label 5A, mm. and he's uh, that's right here in LA. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of him through um, his songs On the Low, uh, Adore You, Dior You, featuring Ted Park, who's a friend of this uh, podcast as well. Yes, so, welcome, Ted. Uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, oh, welcome, Justin. You guys are both Park. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Justin, uh, it's great to have you here. How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm, I'm feel, I feel very great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Uh, I've been wanting to come on this for you know quite a while now. My boy, Ted Park, as you said, has been on this as well. So, I think it's really cool to talk about who we are and what we do yeah yeah um you know talking about ted he had a lot of good things to say about you mm-hmm. he also talked he kind of gave me a little bit of snippets of uh you know new projects that are coming mm. up so um yeah like uh I, well i want to first start with how did you get into music um and and, and also where are you from okay <clears throat> so this is a question that we get asked all the time but it's, it's cool it's cool to talk about it because yeah. you get a different version of it every time you, you know we speak about it yeah and for myself i've always been into music i've always loved it and um you know, everywhere I go, I'm always either singing, humming, uh, whistling, or something of the sort. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm a, I'm a walking musician. Yeah. And um, where I first started, I guess, was when I was 16 in high school. Okay. Uh, at our school, South Pasadena High, we have a talent show that's very very popular. Yeah. And you know, it only comes around once a year. And you know, if you can try to think back to your schooling days, you know, school sucks. So I mean, you know. Every moment you get to get out of the classroom, get out of academics, you know, like doing sports, PE. Right. Uh, just lunchtime or like assemblies. I loved assemblies because yeah. I always like to watch uh, entertainment. And yeah, maybe that's yeah. why, you know, it kind of fed into me becoming an artist. Okay. And so, you know, when I when I won the talent show, all I did was sing a song <laughs> by Bruno Mars. Yeah. Uh, there's there's clips online on Facebook. I did an interview with Vogue magazine. Uh, nice. They put that up, um, you know, just talking about how I also became a singer and all that stuff. And okay. So basically when I, when I won the talent show, um, you know, I started to really feel like, you know, a mini celebrity at the time because yeah. at school everybody was celebrating me and for weeks on end they would remember you know ask me when are you going to sing next when are you, are you going to sing at this football game are you going to sing at this t-? you know the homecoming thing yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. and I'm just like yeah 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 I want to do all that and I did and so after that everyone in school knew me as the singing guy okay you know and I never knew that that would happen and the story gets real deep I don't know how much you yeah know. no no let's keep going really? um so so you said you're from South Pasadena so you're from yeah. LA uh, originally yeah so I I, I was born in um but near K-Town, there's a hospital that, you know, every, I'm sure almost everybody from K-Town is born at. It's yeah. over there towards downtown. Okay. Um, yeah, born in K-Town, uh, moved out when my mom and my dad had first met. And then we moved to Eagle Rock. And I, okay. lived, there, I lived there for like maybe until I was six years old. Okay. And then we moved back to Koreatown when my mom and dad had split. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I live with my aunt's family and just, you know, the rest of my family at that point. So yeah. eight of us in a one-bedroom uh apartment in k-town wow until maybe i was like eight or nine years old and then we moved to south pasadena because of some you know just troubles that were happening in in our city at the time yeah and so we had to escape and we went to south pasadena much better area probably an area we couldn't have afforded to live in yeah but i didn't know that until way later because you know everything seemed sweeter it was a lot better than when, when we were back here so mm-hmm. yeah i lived in south pasadena all the way until i graduated high school and then I moved to East LA, 
um, with my mother uh, near towards Chinatown, Boyle Heights, Lincoln Heights area. Okay. And then I moved back to Koreatown maybe five, four years ago. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So, so once you, when you started doing the talent shows and you started singing, mm. were you good? Like, were you, have you been singing like when you were, since you were a kid mm. or did you just try it and you were like, oh, I actually like it. Right, and right. like, you know, mm -hmm. that's a really good question. I've always been into singing, and mm -hmm. I, I remember my first performance was when I was in grade school, maybe preschool, grade school, like kindergarten, mm -hmm. that time. And I had a such a vivid memory of this exact moment. I was yeah. singing Silent Night yeah. uh, in front of this kind of like <laughs> christian school, yeah. Catholic school. Yeah. And, man, I just remember the spotlight just hitting me as I was singing, <laughs> you know, the song. Yeah. And I think that moment was the very moment where I kind of fell in love with performing on a stage okay. in front of people and also just the music. You know, my dad being a piano composer uh, okay. his whole life, even till now, and him playing music and writing songs for me as a kid, I think really rubbed off on me and, you know, injected a passion into me that I really wanted to, you know, explore. Yeah. And I think that's that's uh, a <laughs> lot of the success for musicians is they have a, a family history, you yeah, know, absolutely. like you're the dad's a singer mm -hmm. or your dad's a piano player. Mm -hmm. So that, that's great to hear. So, um, so, uh, so after high school, you know, I'm sure you got a lot of fame just from like the local people at your high school, you know, you're good looking, you're tall, Thanks, you know, and like you can sing. So that's like the combination of being like the next, like Korean Chris Brown or like, mm. you know, Korean August Alcina or something. <laughs> so how did, how did that uh, popularity eventually turn into something that you pursued like full time? Okay, um, it's a good, good and complicated question because for myself, I always sort of struggled with uh, identity and okay. just being confident in self. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess it's it's always harder to understand or to believe when an artist says that. But mm -hmm. this this is like you're only seeing the version of me who's come through so much or who's been through so much. Right, right. And yeah, I'll tell you back then, man. I mean, I was by no means the most popular kid in school. I was not the coolest kid in school. I was mm -hmm. probably like a man, just just a normal Asian kid, you know, who <laughs> likes to play basketball and okay. sports and all that stuff. But you know, I wasn't even a jock. But um, I think after the talent talent show thing in like eleventh grade, yeah. people really started to see me as like a cool kid, you know, because oh, yeah. it's like I guess if you have that one thing in school that you know you could latch onto, people will be like, oh, he's cool because he does this. Yeah, he yeah. Does this. Right. So I think I guess I was blessed to have that happen, and. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I think kids really just enjoyed the fact that I was going to become a, a singer or yeah. something like that. Yeah, Yeah. so so then um, after high school, um, did you immediately uh, try to get signed to a label or did you do mm -hmm. some independent work before? Mm -hmm. Okay, so right after the talent show, uh, still in 11th grade, I would, man, just some random night in K-Town. Uh, you know, we were just playing around. It's like maybe like 9, 10 p.m. We are like, maybe we should get home. And then we run into a couple guys, um, who man i don't know we, i don't know how this happened we were in the streets right just yeah. me and some friends yeah and then another group of guys were there we meet up and they're like hey we're actually producers and i was like oh shoot i'm an aspiring singer okay and then so we go back to their apartment and then we you know they said they're producers so they have beats playing and i'm freestyling and i have a i have a video on my facebook page from a long time ago that got kind of kind of popular because yeah. on this freestyle tip but it's really old so i don't know if we're gonna find it but <laughs> that was the first time you know, that kind of led me into this sort of like label environment, like this kind of 
oh, we're really serious about making music because yeah. there are a lot of kids in my school who who were like aspiring DJs, of producers, da da da. But none of them were ever good, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's like you, you never know who to really take seriously until right. you you meet them. And I met these guys, right. and at the time they were good, and I guess for amateurs they're pretty good. Yeah. And so you're you know messing around and like weeks, you know, we maybe made songs for a month or so. Okay. And they're like, man, dude, your potential and you know even where you're at from where we began is so much better than you know, what we can do for you. So why don't right. we, um, you know, take you to these guys, these cats we know in Hollywood, mm -hmm. and, you know, we're going to try to get you an album or something, just get something going where we yeah. can get, you know, big. And, man, that was such an interesting time because I was South Pasadena, you know, Asian kid. Yeah. We go to Hollywood, and these guys are all black, like an all-black label or right. a production group, I suppose, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the guys who I was working with at the time were like an under-label for Kid Inc., Okay. So alumni nice. was a pretty big uh, label slash business slash like merch at the mm -hmm. time because mm -hmm. Kidding had a song on Chris Brown called Show Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was working with these guys and they were trying to pitch me to Disney this whole long process over <laughs> like one to two years. Okay. And so like from when I was a junior till after I graduated, I was still working with these guys. Got um, it. Got it. So such an interesting time. And um, I guess one little tidbit about that time that was interesting to me. Was um so they would be taking me to like Compton to listen to this artist named Ad's like yeah. you know album release party uh -huh. da 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 so Ad's on No Jumper oh he, okay. he's the he's the he's their um co-host or whatever okay with Adam big hey, wait, black is, guy is he uh, the Crip uh, dude uh Ad I don't know if he was a Crip there's yeah because there's there's a there's a uh, like house phone or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then there's, there's another guy. I think I know you're talking about. Maybe he could be, I mean, only because, so at the time too, we were kicking in with this guy named OT Genesis. Yeah. I'm so, in love with the yeah, code, yeah. Yeah. Code. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ted actually told me that you like somehow you guys were, yeah, in, crazy. like had some, some ties. So it's yeah, I was, I was very curious about yeah. that. So we, we would be at the 1010 Wilshire building and this is like when I was like 17, bro. So yeah, like yeah. new boys, you know, um, I'm a jerk. Yeah. 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 So that was like popular time. back then. So <laughs> yeah. those guys were, like the guys I'd be, you know, at these little parties with, like okay. OT Genesis would be on stage performing what, like three years before I'm in love with the Coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these guys were the guys I was kicking it with and making music with. And then the ending of that was just real messy and just whatever. So I don't talk about the story. Got but it. Got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. but that's how I first started. And then I came across 5A, mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, different things in between that. Uh, but how I got with 5A, which is my company and label now. Yeah. Um, and one who was my first mental coach, or mental uh, mental coach my first um vocal coach mm -hmm. uh she i've been working for her with her for like maybe two years or so at that point and then she said hey honestly i think your growth is so amazing that you should be working with a label and okay. 5a was developing artists at the time and i was like yes I, i'd love to start this again and i want to take this serious and that was how i got with 5a label okay so mm -hmm. when you first started did you feel like you wanted to go a certain way with their music. Um, like, for example, uh, did you want to sound like someone? And mm. did that, like, change as you got into 5A? Yeah. Mm, so if I were to talk about when I had first worked with um, the guys in Hollywood, I guess the sound that we were trying to get was just... Like Korean you Kid Ink? <laughs> I don't really know. Like kid, Not really kidding because I was more like R&B, R&B singing oh, okay. back then. Like okay. just really just singing. Mm -hmm. So they were they were trying to make me into like a pop artist. You know what I'm saying? So Got maybe it. like a Justin Bieber, Chris Brown, yeah. right? Because, you know, even I ask myself this question every day. It's like, man, who are those... Ah, man, for lack of better words, like who, who are the artists like a Chris Brown? Like, yeah. There's very few, bro. Like this... 
like Chris Brown, Tory Lanez, Bryson Tiller, like in that lane, in the pop lane, mm-hmm. where it's like you can kill this R&B pop thing. Right, you right. Understand? Yeah, there, there's there's definitely not a lot. Um, I would say in the Asian mm-hmm. community, the one the the biggest one that I can name off is Jay Park. Mm, yeah, Jay know? Park for sure. Yeah, he's he's Absolutely. definitely one that, that he obviously is yeah. like. You know, yeah. uh, for for Korean folks, I yeah, mean, he's like he's a guy. Clout, talent, all exactly. That. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, okay, let me take a step back. So, when you were doing the singing uh, in Hollywood, like, mm-hmm. were you also like, were you also a dancer too, or did you ever mm-hmm. uh, get into the dancing aspect? Not so much back then. And when I when I did get into dances with Five A because okay. they really invested into me and yeah. we partnered the Kinjas. I don't yeah. know if you know who they are, but huge like just international um, dance group mm-hmm. like you know much like the job walkies they do this mask thing but they're okay. so much more intricate and it's cool so yeah that's yeah. when i first started dancing just a couple years back got maybe it 2017 got it. or so okay yeah. and so okay so you started with 5a and then from there um what was like the first project that you dropped with 5a it was well so 5a was different because what we did there was called development and not many artists today do development i'd say okay. little to none yeah and this the development structure was very popular back in the day you know what i'm mm-hmm. talking like motown like michael jackson mm-hmm. coming up days you know and development is so important because i think a lot of the times artists are made and not i say okay in a creative way artists are born but yeah. superstar artists are made yeah because right? there's right, so right. many things that you have to learn mm-hmm. and a lot of these artists who are coming out today and becoming successful early mm-hmm. will fail early because they haven't learned all the things that they need to you know, have a part of them as an artist. And right. I think one part is even just this, speaking to other people you know, and having to, you know, carry a podcast. And right, all that stuff. right, right. It's really hard, you know, and yeah. to uphold an image and all that stuff. It takes a lot of work. And some of these guys just mentally aren't there yet. So right, right. they end up destroying their careers even before it ever gets to the peak. I right. Think that's what 5A really did for me. It's to, well, can you dance? Can you hold yourself <laughs> on stage? Like, yeah. Okay, so I'll bring up one thing that my little brother Richard brought up. He's like, oh man, I saw this video of Kid Leroy at a Rolling Loud performance. Yeah, it's yeah. so terrible. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people in, just normal people when they look at artists, they're yeah. like, oh man, like they sound so good. Da, da, da. When you see them live, it's like, why is it so different? Like, yeah, yeah. what the heck is happening? And like, you know, a lot of technology, a lot of the stuff that we do as recording artists, there's a lot of stuff that can help you fix your vocals, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. The one beautiful thing that 5A did with me is like, hey, Justin, for two years, we're not going to put out any projects. We're just going to work wow. on two freaking years, bro. Wow. Like, we're just going to work on you sounding good, uh-huh. looking good, mm-hmm. dancing well, mm-hmm. uh, carrying yourself as an artist. Like, even down to language. What are you going to say yeah. in an interview? What are you going to say in a podcast? Right. You got to think about all these things. You have to prepare yourself, right? Right. So that's the one beautiful thing about 5A that I love and absolutely appreciate. It's the fact that they took two years to develop me as an artist right. and still stuck with me through all that and put, now we're putting out albums and we're really just doing our thing you know yeah they kind of operate like uh like a k-pop sort of in a sense uh, but not really because we're not slaves and you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. i get to yeah, have my yeah. freedom throughout all of the growth and uh-huh. all of the the work that they put into me okay and you know ultimately it's like freedom of creation freedom you know, all those mm-hmm. things it's like freeze you know? it's yeah nothing like k-pop labels and we actually like to hold ourselves to that standard that yeah though most of us in the label are korean or like mm-hmm. you know it's uh we like we know the insider knowledge of like k-pop type stuff because my yeah. big is amber lou who i've been to- on tour with you know for two consecutive years mm-hmm. she's uh she was a part of sm a long time ago okay and so you know she's she's uh shed, shed light on a lot of the things that they do wrong and yeah. a lot of the things that may not be good as you know 
humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me knowing all of that from her is like, oh yeah, like definitely the way that we carry our label is so much better. And yeah. Yeah, I'm just really excited to see what's gonna come out of what we have going on right now. Have you, know? you have you considered uh, doing music in Korea, like um, mm -hmm. being part of like I can see you as part of like some some group like 2 p.m. You know mm -hmm. where you have like five guys, good looking, like mm -hmm. you know just just carrying out shows. Yeah, I think as a kid, um, one of the reasons why I wanted to start music was because, you know, I think you may know this as well, but in America there weren't too many Asian you know people to look up to yeah and so luckily me being korean i had k-pop or like you know some korean drama type stuff to really <laughs> yeah. help me out with my my male identity sure kind of have a dad growing up either so yeah you know i guess how i came up was kind of looking at that stuff with a mix of like all the american stuff and mm -hmm. that's how you know who i am ultimately but um yeah as a kid i'd look at these k-pop stars and freaking i'd be like man i wish i could look that dope whatever because <laughs> yeah. i used to be a fat kid so all no I way. wanted, really? all I wanted to do was look good. Dude, I, I got made fun of so much. And like, mm. you know, me going to like all white, all black, all Mexican school definitely didn't help. Mm -hmm. And they would just beat you down. Like, you know, yeah. I, I brought Kare to school one day, like curry, right? <laughs> yeah. Korean version of curry to school yeah. one day. And I remember this so well, but they were just like, oh, he's eating poop. Or like, that smells like nasty. <laughs> nah, but like for me, it's so you. delicious. And it's like, what the yeah. hell is your problem, guys? And like yeah. that kind of stuff will beat you down if you let it. Yeah. And I mean, what was I trying to say? And um, yeah, so basically as a kid, as a really, really young kid, I was like, I do want to be a K-pop star. Why? Because, yeah. you know, what you see on the screen is like, oh, they're good looking girls. Girls and people alike are just praising them for who they are. Right, right. They put out dope music at mm -hmm, the time, dope mm -hmm, music. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. It's just like you see this Asian person they're, and they're just so adored. And like right. all that I wanted as a, you know, as a chubby uh like financially unstable family home, like yeah, yeah. kid, all you could do is look at that and be like, damn, I want to be that guy like yeah. one day. Mm. And so I would go to like these little K-pop auditions and stuff as yeah. like a sixth grader, eighth grader. I stopped in eighth grade because it's like, man, I hate this. Like this, yeah. I started to see, oh, this is kind of evil. These guys mm -hmm. are weird. They mm -hmm. they really don't care about you as a person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would do auditions for like K-pop star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like JYP audition. I remember, I remember <laughs> doing that one time. You know, stuff like that. Okay. Um, how, what was the, what was that experience like? Um, I, you know, so I actually um auditioned for K-pop star two in LA when mm, I was in college. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, it really I don't even know if I even wanted to do it. You know, but I was like, you know, try. It, it, I was I had the same kind of starstruckness as you i was like growing up same way i was a fat kid you know mm. and i looked at these people like big bang and i was like dude they're so adored so cool. they're so yeah. like yeah they're just doing their thing you know and i wanted that kind of like that um that attention yeah. you know and then i did i i had like same hair as you like <laughs> i had yellow hair like did everything and um yeah it ended up like i just found out like musically like it wasn't the right for me you know and and it was okay. a very interesting experience but um yeah for you did you ever ever like fly to korea and actually audition there nah, or was it just all I in never the states did that. i, I couldn't okay. afford it so mm -mm -mm -mm. there's no way you know i see i see so so then um so you, you're with uh 5a mm. and then um so what was the first song that you put out with 5a um first song i put out with 5a is um my cover of uh end of the road by Boy Cement. Oh, so nice. Too, actually. Okay, nice. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting because <laughs> that, for some reason, got yeah. to like 200K and I was like, wow. now that I look back on it and listening to it, I'm like, what the, f like, what, yeah. what is going on? 
It's so bad. So yeah. like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, like when Jay came, you know, when when he came back to the states, uh, Jay Park, yeah. and he did his uh, nothing on you kind of thing. Mm. It, it seems like there's like a, a similar Absolutely. story, you know? Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah. So okay, so you so you put out that song, uh, and you got uh, you know a lot of views on there. And then mm. how did that propel you to your next project? So all the development I did with Five A was for an album, right? Yeah. So Places I Come was my first album, okay. and damn, I'm proud of that project because. You know, a lot of people don't know what, how much it you know took to even put that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It took a lot, and it's not even like back then we were major label signed. Like we had no money. Like it was just purely mm -hmm. our company. Yeah. Um, shout out to Pete Rocks, my manager and mm -hmm. my CEO. Um, shout out to Edward Shin, my cousin and main main engineer and producer. It was like us three and a plus you know a couple people in and out the company who really made this stuff happened yeah yeah it was hard man i'll tell you like the financing and all that stuff back then definitely was not how it is for us today and even today we're struggling yeah. a little bit it's a lot harder but um yeah what was the main question i'm so sorry yeah yeah what's the first project that, that you okay. put out with them yeah. okay so after end of the road yeah. and all this development we were doing with 5a eventually led up to uh places like home my mm -hmm. first ever album right mm -hmm. and to explain to you what we did in that in that meantime for the two three years that it took for that project i was practicing singing like tone yeah rhythm mm -hmm. um how to sound on the mic how yeah. to use the mic you know like yeah, distance yeah. and all that stuff <laughs> yeah. um also songwriting so mm -hmm. one, one thing that peter gave to me as a younger person was like hey bro like all these guys that you look at, the models, the you know, the actors, whatever, all these cool people, right? Quote yeah. unquote. It's like one thing that they don't have that you have is the ability to write. Mm. And no one, even if you lose your voice, no one will ever take that away from you unless yeah. you take it from yourself. Yeah. Like if you don't allow yourself to grow or if you stop, right? It's, yeah. it's not going to be there. So I'm like, damn, I guess that is a skill. And one thing that I still hold um, to myself today is like, damn, I wrote that whole album. And yeah. even still, I wrote, I touch all of my projects. Like even... If it's not top to bottom, like I'll I'll be part of every part of the project, like yeah. every part of the writing. You know what I'm saying, and I'll have one or two songs in the album where I've written with people, but it's like all of that's still me, like all yeah. of that's my freestyle on the melody, like all that stuff. So okay, super proud of Pete for teaching me that, and also proud of myself for still running with that concept you know the, no one can ever take that skill away from you right right yeah. and would you say um you know let's just fast forward a little <clears throat> bit um you have you know some hit songs mm -hmm. uh like on the low um would you say that that's your 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 biggest song that kind of took you to the next level yeah i think time timeline wise though actually honesty my cover of pink sweats was yeah. one of the first things that even propelled on the low to get higher oh okay. so i would okay. you know i would today i would say on the low but like back then mm -hmm. like two years ago or so um that cover is actually really what propelled like everything got it you know what i'm saying it. yeah because mm -hmm. streams like especially on spotify is like if you get one song that does really well yeah you know everybody's gonna start listening to your other songs and right 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 if they really message you mm -hmm. i don't know they'll keep listening to music they'll get their friends to listen so it just kind of just streams down yeah, yeah 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 so like you know songs like uh on the low mm -hmm. or like uh like you don't know like it sounds like you know your r&b is all about like kind of like love or mm -hmm. like a love story that you had mm -hmm. kind of mixed into like music yeah. right so um so a lot of these songs like are you uh thinking back on a relationship or mm -hmm. and uh, like a dating experience that propel you to like actually make these songs or you know, kind of what is your kind of like your chemistry in in composing the songs mm, yeah for me i always try to write about real things mm. because man I, i've just 
come to find that it's so hard to pull from a non-real uh, emotion or yeah. a place. Yeah. So for me, I always sit there and try to conceptualize what it is I'm going to sing about first. Yeah. Because it's, it's so much harder for me to write if I don't have a concept in mind. Right, right. And the way I like to see it is almost like a mini movie. So I'll, I'll put together the movie in my mind and mm -hmm. each moment. Oh man, it's so hard to explain. But it's, it's in a sense, it's a movie. And then you see from top to bottom the, the moments. Yeah. And then, you know, much like a movie, there's a, you know, there's a beginning, there's a, a rise, mm -hmm. climax, de-escalation, de I suppose, and the resolution, right? Right, right, right songs you know it's the same thing and you because it's a story you're telling a story so yeah. i i like to view it in the sense of a movie because i love movies mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so those visuals really help me to write what it is i'm trying to say i see yeah. i see and and so uh you know now that you're kind of at a platform where uh you know you're you're a signed artist mm -hmm. and you're doing music full-time uh does that make it harder for you to to actually like date and uh and mm -hmm. go on dates and things like that um yes i would say for the most part it's it is harder and uh, I, I man it sucks because i've run into some people who you know definitely judge people based on looks yeah and it's yeah. like man i'm an r&b singer right so i'm right, gonna right, have right. to look and act accordingly yeah and so like if I if I go on a date with somebody who had seen my Instagram previously, they're yeah. gonna assume like, oh man, this guy's a fuckboy. <laughs> like you know, he he probably yeah. has been with a lot of women or yeah, yeah, does yeah. stuff like that. And so for me, I'm I always ask ask the question like, so do you always judge people based on their looks? Yeah, or, I see. I you see. know, are you gonna take the time to ask me questions and see really mm. what I'm about? Yeah, and I guess that's a poison of today's society, which which mm. I don't blame because mm -hmm. you know f you're always gonna bl uh, look at somebody and s try to protect yourself right. by assuming oh like they're probably like this it's it's a defense mechanism right, I understand. right, right. but uh yeah I, get, I mean i for the most part i think it's totally fine i think once i talk to the person mm -hmm. or whoever it is i'm on a date with they, you know they totally understand and they'll see just through you know spending time with me what kind of person i am yeah I, I i don't i don't mind that at all i actually appreciate it it's like, mm. i would rather have somebody just come up to me and talk to me than yeah. you know sit there assume and not talk to me because I, I wouldn't want to talk to them either so right right you know, I guess that's life. What kind of style of girls uh, do you think that you're attracted to? Man, I'm trying to figure this out myself because, you know, as, as humans, we always make mistakes. And uh, we yeah. always, like I said, we assume what we like. And most of the times I come, I'll come to find that that's not what it is or mm -hmm. what I want when I meet that kind of person. Yeah. So for right now, I think the kind of person that I want to be with is someone who's also ambitious, mm -hmm. very passionate mm -hmm. about the work that they're doing okay and they have to be mature in many senses i think because yeah. also dating an artist is really really hard mm -hmm. and i find that you know there's this maturity that's necessary in understanding what i do and also like time like you know artists we spend like most of the day especially the serious ones like our day is packed like there's no moment where we even get to spend for ourselves yeah and that's mostly at night for me and so I know I definitely need to be with a partner who understands a lot of those intricacies and just, yeah, I know it's going to be tough, man. So <laughs> I'm not really even looking for a relationship, to be honest, bro. Do you think you'd be more compatible with someone who is uh, on a platform, uh, maybe like an, like an actress or someone else who does music or someone mm. that would be more low key and kind of doing <clears throat> Dude, things on know. the low? This is a really hard question. <laughs> and I'm trying to find the balance in this right now, yeah. even through my life. Yeah. Because I've been with both, and mm -hmm. both were really hard. So, yeah. 
I think I'm just trying to figure it out. I see. Yeah, but way, the way I see it, but like I said, I think this person, if I if I am going to dedicate myself to, to a person, they'll definitely have to understand how it is to work hard mm -hmm. and to have most of your days yeah. or in your most of your days, even in your mind, just yeah. filled with the thoughts of work. Yeah. They'd have to understand that. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think for me, that's number one, bro, for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, in terms of like dating right now, um, I, it seems like you're you're kind of looking for more of a, a casual uh, dating and then seeing what happens, like if it if it ends up being uh, good. So how do you get those dates? Like, is it more based on like people DMing you or or can we find Justin on a on a dating app? <laughs> for sure. I actually just deleted this one dating <laughs> app because I started I started to feel like it's so toxic. Okay, okay. Just for okay. me personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally like this morning I was on the toilet and I was like, man, I'm going to delete. I just yeah. felt so, I don't know. And you never, I really, really feel like this, but you're never going to meet your soulmate on stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay, so you haven't met anybody on there. You were like, oh, well, have you gone on dates? Um, from, yeah, from, from dating, dating apps. apps? Yeah, 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 I have. But sure. do, do they, does it kind of feel weird because they might already know who you are? Yeah, so you kind of absolutely. feel like, oh, this is, this absolutely. Is, yeah. I had another uh, friend who, who also does music and he kind of mm. felt the same way. He was like, oh, I don't know if they're dating me because of they're trying to get to know me or yeah, because yeah. they just want to go, hey, like, let's take a picture and like try to get the cloud off that. Oh, you know? dude, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a crazy question, man. Yeah. I don't know. I think for me, for sure, I definitely want to date somebody who doesn't know who I am first. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I've come to learn. Mm. It's just easier. And I mean, there's no problem. I don't think there's no real problem with them knowing who you are already and you yeah. know, wanting to, I guess, go on a date with you or whatever through dating app. That's mm -hmm. totally fine. But um, I've come to realize it's a lot easier to just date somebody who you who doesn't know you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's mm -hmm. no, you know, there's no tainting of the heart or yeah. like there's no. Uh, what's the word? There's no bias, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's like, right. oh, I don't know him, right. you know, at mm -hmm. all. So mm -hmm. it's like, I'm just going to get to know who that person is. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, more yeah. important for sure. So um, like you said, we talked about before, uh, you know, Instagram, you kind of portray who you are because you're an R&B singer. Mm -hmm. You have to act a certain way, present yourself a certain way. But what are uh, some things that people who want to get to know you more, like what, what are some, some things about you that you wouldn't pre present um online or something that they don't really know about mm. you mm. well i think for me personally i never really ever talk about my struggles online okay ever mm -hmm. and that's just because i don't know <laughs> you know we already know this but on social media you never really uh present the weaker sides of you right, right. or the darker sides of you so i think what I did recently that I thought was really refreshing was that I went on a live like two, three days ago. Yeah. And I haven't gone live in so long. I used mm -hmm. to all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just one change that I've also, you know, noticed in myself. Mm -hmm. It's just like, man, a lot of social media is, is, is uh, just hiding a lot of yourself. And right, I think I'm trying right. to get out of that. Mm -hmm. And I want to be more of who I am on my social medias, especially because okay. I want my fans to really know who I am. Yeah. And, you know, if I don't want them to fall in love with the facade or a version of you. Right. Right. So that's what I'm really working on. And to answer your question, I think. Yeah, for sure. Like mental health stuff, I would never really post online. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm feeling like this. Like, but also yeah. so many people do that. And like some yeah. people actually do that just for compassion or whatever. Right, right, so right, I mean, right. I'm like, man, for me, I'm like, what's the point, I guess? Yeah. And um, 
I get main main message is like people are always the best versions of themselves on social media. Right. And it's like that's not ever true. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, to your point, I think a lot of people can see your page and what you're doing and mm-hmm. say, oh, you know, he's he's made it to the top and he's you know he's doing uh, he's you know pursuing his dream, but mm-hmm. they don't really know you know what you struggle with. And oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, I I talked with uh, Ted about this earlier too, and was like. You know the glam isn't always glam. You know sometimes you know you 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 do struggle with certain things. Mm. Um, and and I think for artists it's even more because there's more eyes and and people looking at you. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's it's um, I think it's it's hard to be on a platform for sure, you know? bro. Yeah, dude, so many people's lives get ruined over this. And yeah, I, 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 like yesterday, bro, I was watching this guy named uh, Vitali. Oh yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. like this YouTuber, right? Uh, yeah, and he used to be so like pure. And even I mean I thought so. Like just just looking at the guy. Like just genuinely happy, funny, yeah. and like da da da, and he turns into this freaking monster, bro. Mm-hmm. Like so, the mm-hmm. story is he's he was on shrooms or something in his mansion in Miami. Yeah, G wagon parked out front. He like runs outside and attacks this girl, like just mm-hmm. full on, just beating her in the face. Crazy. He didn't even know her, beating her in the face and chest. And when you see, uh, I guess the couple interviews and all that stuff, I, I went deep. I was just watching like, damn, his changing character is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like if you want to be a if you want to be famous, you want to be that guy. Yeah. Man, get ready because you're gonna see a lot of character changes. Yeah. You're gonna run into a lot of bad people who say, "Oh, we're here for you. We're doing this for you," but you end up ultimately just becoming a bad person with them. And yeah, I'm scared of that. I'm really scared of that. So yeah, yeah. And I think uh, to that point, one thing that's very important is keeping a close group of people yeah, close people. to you yeah. and. Um, and helping you through through those times and mm-hmm. sort of consulting as Absolutely. well. Yeah. So, uh, what do you do to to keep like your, um, you know, mental health like, you know, good? And uh, do you have any hobbies that um, mm, help me? Yeah. Help you. <clears throat> I think as of late, because you know I've been kind of going through it too, just like me mentally, mm-hmm. man. I'm trying to figure out who I am. Uh, you know, I struggle with a lot of the issues that I have myself. So, mm-hmm. what I like to do, man, th- I really like to just take myself and be by my be on my own yeah a lot of people go to their friends or family whatever for uh advice and like you know all that stuff is real that's really cool if that's how you if that's how you feel better do that i think sometimes taking time to yourself to really sit with your issues Mm -hmm. and to really feel like shit sometimes (laughs) is a good thing Mm -hmm. because i come out of that feeling like damn now i know what i need to work on yeah and i'm going to truly go for it Mm. just be that good person you know yeah i think yeah. that's really important and to answer the question better like going to a mountain or like just looking at nature i think has really helped me just be at peace <laughs> yeah yeah no uh, yeah uh, uh ted was talking about um he he goes fishing you know to kind of help yeah, with that's why i like thing. Ted too. Yeah, yeah we yeah. played basketball the other day oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. did you always play basketball like you said you yeah, played always. a little bit in high school always. okay yeah. i love basketball yeah you're like the a power forward or center because you're pretty tall so i'm assuming that <laughs> only around certain yeah. people but you know how it is, people. Like, yeah, if you play with other people i, I yeah. have to change positions yeah yeah mm-hmm. gotcha gotcha um so uh, what can we uh look forward to for for your next projects is there anything that you're yeah anticipating it's a lot going on so mm-hmm. i have an album dropping in december yeah um it's called i can see the stars from here mm-hmm. and um this this album special because we're working with empire uh based out in oakland yeah huge label uh probably one of the biggest up-and-coming mm-hmm. urban labels out yep. there right yep. now and uh, i'm just really excited man <laughs> yeah how did, how did you get introduced with empire because you know empire is huge right they got mb nell stupid young mozzie yeah, uh, young blue pilo everybody Lonnie, T-Pain. Yeah, yeah some some big names hmm. i don't know man but uh it just 
it just happened. I mean, I always mm-hmm. knew about Gazi. He's mm-hmm. the CEO of Empire. Okay. And man, I forgot exactly how this happened, but I guess you know they just started. They just started rocking with us. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think if I try to remember correctly, I was on tour with Amber, mm-hmm. and then one of the show dates, like someone in A and R or something from Empire was there, something like that, and then they wanted to start distributing music for us and we're like oh yeah for sure that's perfect like mm-hmm. i think that's kind of how we got in contact mm-hmm. yeah so does, does that become like a partnership between your label and, and empire, and empire? Yeah, exactly. okay yeah. got it got it's it um is there anybody that you're looking forward to to working with like um or if there was someone uh, uh an r&b singer or a rapper that you feel like you really want to yeah. collaborate with i would say keilani is definitely at the top yeah. of my list yeah and she's so talented her vocal yeah, yeah. tone man everything is so good the writing mm-hmm. uh, just the context the music videos everything's on point yeah, uh, yeah. i'm all i've always been a huge fan of chris brown and yeah I yeah, to, yeah i kind of like to look at his just presence as a person his ridiculous sure. energy man yeah. I, I definitely want to emulate that and um another artist i want to collaborate with there's so many, man. Yeah. So many. Twee. Uh, Twee's another R&B artist who's up and coming here. Album just came out. Um, yeah. She, she, you highlighted her in, her, in your live, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in yeah I did. Yeah. God, I'm such a big fan of her music. And I think she's <laughs> really, really killing it. So yeah. Okay. I want to I collaborate with more Asian people as well. Because, you know, I, I, I love to watch how, you know, the black community always did it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They right. always stand together, black power, whatever. Right, 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 right. You know, they always support within the community. Everyone in the community comes out. I'm like, that's, I love that. I love that yeah. so much. And so I think the Asians also need to do- adopt this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just yeah. support. And, and I think you you being in, in, in K-Town, um, I think it has been, uh, you know, pretty essential because you know there's just a lot of Crazy. music artists that that are that are there yeah. um you know um have you have you worked with like uh dumbfounded or, or anybody who's not local worked with dumb but he always supports you know when we're in the city when we see each okay. other he's like man i've been you know your new song is was fire yeah like finally that one was a hit and i was like oh <laughs> yeah. thanks bro like, yeah, appreciate yeah. That, you know okay okay yeah, yeah. um there's so uh before we end it i want to ask about two different songs mm-hmm. um one is uh adore you dior you mm-hmm. uh you know featuring ted uh so how did that uh, song come about and mm-hmm. that uh, partnership within you two happen? Absolutely. Um, me and Ted first met in K-Town Night Market. So this is one of the kind of local festivals that, yeah. you know, I used to do. That was my bread and butter back in the day when I was developing as an artist, the very beginning. Yeah. And like Ted and I first met when uh, I guess I was right before Ted. Mm-hmm. After, you know, I think he was a headliner that night. I had performed. I did my thing. And this was a this was at the thick of like my training and really just taking performance serious. So okay. I was up there dancing and singing and doing yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And you know, uh, I guess trying to promote a lot of new music. And Ted Park was behind the stage, or a side stage, whatever. Had just watched my performance and was like, "Oh shoot, I heard about this kid." Yeah. He's like the local, you know, art, artist that's coming up, and people really start to know who I was. Yeah. Ted came up to me after my performance was like, "Hey, bro, like, damn, you really did your thing. You're, yeah. You're doing this whole the whole package, like, really dancing up there, singing, vocals on point, whatever." And Ted was super kind to me. Yeah. I really, I really love that energy because I had already known who Ted Park was too, and I, mm-hmm. I was fixing to talk to him that night, anyways, for mm-hmm. feature. Mm-hmm. And so him coming to that, coming to me with that energy was like, oh, this this seals the deal. Yeah. Like he's he's really the man, or like he's really the guy. Yeah. That you know he presents himself as. So I was like, okay, word. Like I I love what Ted's saying. He's like for the people, like for the Asians. I'm like, damn, right. this is exactly how I'm thinking. Right. So he came back to L. A. twice, 
And um, in the span of like a year or two, you know, we had been working and like hanging out with each other. And then finally, that second time he mm-hmm. came, we went to Big Banana Studio. And like, yeah, yeah. you know, at the time I was like, I had never even met Big Banana. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. word. Like, it's like, what's up, young? Like, Big, uh, <laughs> Big Banana, dude. I'm yeah. really good to see you. Because Big Banana's produced for like everybody who came out of K-Town. Right, has been really right. doing stuff. You know, yeah, yeah. like Jay Park, Dom, Rex Dizzy, like and anybody, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, just being in that environment. Uh, Dory Dior, Dior, you came out and I was like. I kept bumping the song after the studio session. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "This is gonna hit, dude." It, it, it's, it's definitely you know one of the the the, the hits that that you and and Ted put put, our, uh, put out. So, yeah, that's uh, you know. So, do you foresee any like future projects with Ted that, um, oh, that should be releasing? Yeah, okay. me and me and Ted are, now that he's you know moved out to LA. Yeah, yeah. We've been working a lot. You know, just mm-hmm. here and here and there throughout the week, like two three sessions a week. Oh wow, okay. just vibing. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do it. You guys are like up like. Two, three in the morning, just like grinding. I'm just like, man, yeah. that's just that's, that's more that's Ted than, than me. I, I I'm done after yeah. like one. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, man, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the last song I wanted to talk to you about was was Honey, uh-huh. um, because growing up, I used to watch YouTube Andrew all Garcia. the time, and and you know Andrew Garcia, you know, and, and a lot of the people in in his era Circle. of time yeah, yeah. Like was him. like the people that we looked up to, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah, how did that co- collaboration happen and that song? Get put together uh, that one i actually like to thank andrew garcia for because uh we back then i had already kind of covers like coming out and they're like you know yeah doing their thing not too crazy but like considerable you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? considerable mm-hmm. amount of people watching mm-hmm. and so we hit up andrew garcia but i already knew like andrew garcia um uh, like Brian Poos post like Tim like yeah. you'd see them here and there mm-hmm. and like they were a lot closer to my manager Peter Hong yeah. so we had an idea of covering Honey and we were just like man which artist can feature on this so that it helps out with the view count and like yeah. you know what I'm saying all that stuff and so he was like oh what about Andrew Garcia and I was like oh I love Andrew Garcia yeah. cause just like you I, I grew up watching and listening mm-hmm. to him so I was like let's do it hit him up and he's like yeah bro let's do it I love the song and I'm wow. like hell yeah let's go <laughs> so he comes to the studio we record finish the song shoot the music video and yeah. put it out and then that becomes one of the songs that, you know, a lot of people like us who grew up yeah. listening to him appreciate the song. Yeah, and definitely. Like, a lot of new folks who knew Andrew Garcia would come to find me. Right, right, They're right, like, right. yeah, just parts on the scene. Yeah. Dang, yeah, that, that that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I hope that, you know, going going forward, you you get to collaborate with so many more, more people, Same, you know, and uh, and we get those those hits out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're doing something very special. Uh, I think your, your style is very unique. Thank you. You know, a lot of people... Uh, can't do the R&B um, because, you know, there's sort of an aspect of you need a balance, right? You yeah. can't just be good at singing or just be good at dancing. You kind of need to do the whole thing. Everything and, to be yeah. truly, yeah. Fi- like, fa- I don't know about famous, but to be truly recognized, mm-hmm. I think you got to do all those things. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely looking forward to you doing more things and, uh, you know, for the community. And um, I hope that uh, yeah, you're you continue to rise and, and make more hits, man. Amen. Uh, but uh, is there anything else you want to tell the the viewers? And where can they find you mm-hmm. in terms of your social media? Oh yeah, well I'd say keep watching my boy Germs. You already know. <laughs> and um, my name is Justin Park. Once again, for all of you new viewers, new fans, go ahead and check me out on any platform. Uh, just type in Justin Park. Um, also, my album's coming out, like I said before, in December. I can see the stars from here. Look out for that. Uh, might also be going on tour in January. So for all the fans who are watching this as well check it out i love you yep yep and uh, again this is a true diamond vvs podcast we got justin park today and we're signing off now love you guys Dooski.